song today. Episode, I like it. Episode 333 of the Brian Oak Show. Feel free to leave it lower there for a second. This is Fatboy Slim. And, I mean, the king of Big Beat. The guy who brought Big Beat from Brighton Beach in England to the rest of the world. Of course, there were other people doing it, but nobody got where Fatboy Slim got. And there's a version of this song that I thought I had picked, but I hadn't, that has Bootsy Collins singing on it. The song is called Illuminati. This is episode 333 of The Brian Oak Show. And, according to legend, within the order of Freemasons, becoming a 333.3 degree Mason... Oh, yeah. Is the highest you can achieve. You become part of the inner circle and learn the ancient secrets of what the Illuminati hold. Is that like a grand grand dragon? or? No, no, no. That's KKK. <laughs> oh, okay. I don't think, I now, the sorry, Illuminati, I get mixed up all the time. The Illuminati are different in that they didn't just hate black people. They hate all people. And oh, they well, want to see, take advantage of everyone. I, I hate most people. So, but <laughs> no, not, not like really. that. But, like, not you don't really. take advantage I, of them. You I love everyone. No, you don't want to fleece them all. The Illuminati love to control from behind with the puppet strings everywhere. So happy Illuminati episode, I guess. Episode 333 of the Brian Oak Show here in the Smart Start MN studio in gorgeous South Minneapolis. Now it is too hot again for me this week. That being said, I mean, I was out at Oak on the Water for four hours yesterday. Just sweat out two gallons of whatever it is that's inside me. I don't want to really think about it. I'm drinking a lot of water though to compensate for it. Today is still hot, but it I have to admit, there is something about summer in South Minneapolis, right? Like, you're along the parkway, you're by the lakes. We live in such a green, incredible, wonderful, inspiring area. Now, yes, within five months' time, it will be dark and barren and cold. But I think that's the only way you can appreciate this. Like, I hate summer. I'm unapologetic about it. I effing hate summer and the heat. But it, it... you, you, you learn to appreciate it when you go through an icy cold winter, and then summer is like, oh, it's cool. We get the full spectrum of seasons here. Sometimes they're very short. Sometimes they're very long. But I love living right here, man. I do, too. The one thing you're going to see in both situations when it's 90 billion degrees yeah. with 90% humidity or 90 below because of where we live you're going to see that same thin person with a <laughs> smile on their face as they go running <laughs> along the parkway. They're just... The the light gazelle people that just look like it's effortless. They'll still be they'll be running in the winter. They're Doesn't running matter. running in the summer. They just got a little bead of sweat. Thirty below they, and they've got a toque on and exactly like some right. long sleeve just, like Lululemon. Just perfect form. Yeah, no, you know, exactly. Gazelle like. Well, and congratulations. <laughs> I hope you live a very long and fruitful <laughs> life. My favorite thing is when it gets really cold outside. Um, obviously, it's very very popular to cycle uh, and bicycle along yes. the uh, parkway mm-hmm. in the winter. Winter, the moon bike people come out. Oh, where yeah. the tires are the yeah. size Massive. of a, I don't know, like an Austrian weightlifter's thigh, and they they just like do do do, and they're doing the same thing. Like they don't care. They're going. I don't care if it's five in the morning and it's twenty below. I'm bicycling today. I'm going to work right now. I've got, I've got to get to do. Down, I've got to get down there as soon as possible on my large bicycle. Way, way, my large bicycle. <laughs> By far, though, preferable to the people who are dressed like they think they're about to qualify for the Tour de France, like they're waiting for the call. Exactly like, right. You are an alternate on the team this year. We need your ass over here in Calais Fully right now. regardless of the weather. Oh, 
We are here in the Smart Start MN studio. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. Yes, weed is legal now. Congratulations. <laughs> Newsflash for everybody who didn't know and is not part of the weed culture. Even before it was legal, weed was widely available yes. and easy to acquire. Now, there were nights back in the late 80s, especially during the drought of 88, where we would call <laughs> our dealer five times a night. No answer. And then if you did manage to score some of that shitty ditch weed oh. full of stems and seeds, we live, for those of you who ever complain about your access to weed from this point forward, we lived in an age of hideousness. We were, we were basically digging through animal remains to find something that might get us high. Today, nothing to worry about. If you want to get high, go ahead. And if you want to get drunk, you can do that as well. One of the worst choices you can make is to drink and then drive or get high and then drive these are bad 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 choices there's nothing wrong with getting high or getting drunk if that's your jam but then to do something irresponsible like not only taking your own life in your own hands damaging property but really literally potentially costing other people their own lives it happens dozens of times a year don't do it but if you do drink and drive and manage to get away unscathed, you're still going to lose your license. And that's where Smart Start MN comes in. Yeah, it may not be one of our listeners, but you may have a friend, a relative, a repeat offender that gets into trouble. Go to smartstartmn.com slash the Brian Oak Show. That'll give you 20% off the installation of the ignition interlock. We are about to talk with a firebrand of a guest, uh, someone whose company I very much enjoy. Just fantastic. And who is headlining an incredible music festival coming up this weekend. But before we do, let's take care of a little sponsorship action, okay? Sure. Do you mind? I love let's it. Let's talk about you, Sean Bernard. Why wouldn't we? I, I, well, I, I can think of a number of reasons, but right here I'm legally obligated to because you are a sponsor of The Brian Oaks Show. You are also a realtor and you work for Remax Results, correct? That is correct. All right. And you've made the switch and you have not noticed any sort of hiccup i mean despite the fact that inventory is lower than one might find ideal it's still a robust market yeah yeah it's uh it's one of those things where i still have several buyers who want to move but they just have not been able to find the place because there aren't enough homes on the market Uh, i had somebody say to me yesterday i'm just waiting for the rates to go down so i can buy my place and they have a place to sell as well and i said i don't know that they're going to go down I a lot more. That. But if you start doing the math and you're like, well, wait a second, if you were to sell your house now instead of three months from now, you might get 15 grand more for your home. Okay. That's a lot of interest payments on your new place. Agreed. Agreed. So it's just a matter of doing that math. And, and so whatever, I mean, I'm somebody, I'm just not a pressure guy. So I'm like, whatever you want to do, you want to wait, let's wait. You want to go now, go now. But don't just use the logic of interest rates because, well, especially people that are renting. I'm always like, that's a hundred percent interest rate. Correct. You're paying for you're paying for somebody else's mortgage. So at some point, you got to decide. Do you're I want? You're paying for somebody else's fucking speedboat. Is what uh, you're paying that's for. Exactly right. Uh-huh. And there's no bigger crime than the college housing situation that my son's in right now. Where really, each guy's paying like five seventy. It's just a little bit worse than the house in Animal House, the Delta House. Yeah. Um. And it's five seventy each guy for five guys. And the, you've got a shit little room. There's you can see into the basement from the living room. You it's share, not meant to be that way. You share a kitchen that is probably more foul than a Civil War surgery tent. That's exactly right. Oh, for five seventy, how reasonable! Each guy. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, it's okay, not great, okay. but he loves it because good roommates and all that stuff. So if you know somebody that's looking to buy or sell, even if it's next year, six months from now, two years from now. Happy to meet with them and see if it makes sense for them to make that big move. 
612-859-2594. I donate a portion of every buy and sell to a local musician or full band, just like Cindy Lawson. Of the buyer and seller's choice? Like yeah. If they're like, yeah, they get to choose. If, if they're they like, I like this KKK-oriented band. Then no. No. Oh, then we're off. No, absolutely not. Yeah, See, yeah, yeah. I just, it was a test, man, and you passed. You know what you got? D plus. Cindy Lawson is going to be our guest wow. next. And Cindy Lawson <laughs> loves to rock. And she is headlining an incredible gig at Palmer's this coming weekend for a very reasonable fee with some truly incredible live music supporting her. We're going to talk to her coming up just ahead. But in the meantime, I was thinking, I'm like, what's a band I love that even if Cindy doesn't sound exactly like... It reminds me of the energy she brings to the music that she makes. And I came up with a band that's in my top five all time from their 1981 sophomore effort. This is the band X, legendary L.A. band X, in this house that I call home on The Brian Oak Show.
I didn't come back to Wild Gift until years later. I heard the debut Los Angeles, and the album that really drew me to them was their third album, Under the Big Black Sun. That's where I really first fell in love with them, and that was the same year that I saw that band. The very first band I ever saw in the First Avenue main room was X, who we just heard on the Brian Oak Show, episode 333 in the Smart Start MN studio. I don't know if you know this about me, Sean, but I skipped swim practice that day to go see an all-ages show downtown Minneapolis at First Avenue. Were you, <coughs> I don't feel so good. No. Here's the thing. I didn't even come up with an excuse. I just didn't show. Just not there. Because you know what? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. I'm a punk rocker. Here we go. But I'll be home on time. No, don't, don't worry, Mom. I'll be back uh, by 6 o'clock. Uh, anyway, I went <laughs> and um, it was uh, the combination of being in First Avenue, which I've now been inside more than a thousand times. I, First Avenue, for the very first time ever, when I was, what, 15, 16 years old, um feeling like a hard ass coming down from Coon Rapids in my friend's VW bus with my trench coat and my peg pants and my asymmetrical haircut and going in and you know the the number of first shows you could have could be deeply embarrassing it'll always be a point of pride for me and they remain a top 5 band of my entire life X right there Mm, that uh, feels good. Cindy, how are you? I am great. How are you today? It's good to see your face. <laughs> but before we you. catch up at all, you told me you have a John Doe story. Well, and I love John Doe so much that I don't care if it's a bad story. <laughs> I want to hear it. It's it's uh, just uh, one of those brushes with greatness that doesn't turn out as great as you want. Ouch. Um, we, uh, the band that that I was in in the 90s, Whoops Kitty, mm-hmm. which also had uh, my guitar player, Jerry Lefkowitz, who plays with mm-hmm. me now. Um, we were on the bill. It was us, Slim Dunlap, and uh, John Doe. Really? Well, he was going solo? Yes. Yeah. He was doing a solo thing right. in the entry. Uh, he was there. Uh, or we were there while he was doing a sound check, and I walked up to him. I said, I'm a huge fan. You know, we play at this time. I would just be so honored if you could come and watch us play. And and he's like, yeah, yeah, me, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, um, and I so don't like we, where this story yeah, is going. We, we played our set, and of course, no John Doe. Slim got up there, rocked the house, of course, no John Doe. Yeah. Finally, he rolls in, and was he the headliner? Yes, he was okay. the headliner. All right. All right. And I, you know, I, I don't know where I got this idea that it would be okay to go up to him and go, "Hey, I'm where so the sa- fuck you know? were you? <laughs> where the fuck were you, John Doe?" And, and you know what he said? What? I was having dinner with Daryl Hannah because that she was in town. Uh, filming uh, Grumpy Old Men, sure. maybe part one, part two. I don't know. So basically, you could say that I was stood up by Daryl, you know, by Daryl Hannah. But, I mean, so you was, were stood up by know, John Doe, but it was because of Daryl Hannah. Hannah. So with yeah. the with the benefit of hindsight, then, mm-hmm. with the benefit of all this time to have right. really absorbed and processed how that all went down. Mm-hmm. How do you ultimately feel about it? Are you bitter? Are you okay? You know, that's funny because they're, I'm quite old now, as you know. Welcome to I'll the be, club, I'll be Cindy. 62. Welcome to the fucking club. <laughs> and there are so many brushes with very famous people. And a lot of those very famous people haven't necessarily died yet. 
So they <laughs> haven't necessarily, it, haven't necessarily died, yet. died yet. So only on the inside, culturally and professionally and personally, they've died. But you know, they're actually still drawing so, breath. So they have had the chance to live their entire lives and maybe become different people. Maybe yeah. maybe shed some you know bad habits, things like that. So it's like, okay, maybe he was, you know, maybe he's kind of a dick back then. Maybe not. Maybe it was just an odd, hey man, Daryl Hannah, right? Right, right, right. And um, so I'm like, it's just fine. You know, you live, live that life and I'll live my, you know, no sweat off my back. I got to talk to DJ Bonebreak, who was the drummer for X, who was traveling with him. Who was a delightful, delightful man. Also once a member of the Flesh Eaters with John Doe before they formed X. I've never just, met DJ Bonebreak, but yeah. I've heard that he's wondrous. Just a, just a delightful person. And huh. it's just like, you know, you can't always get what you want. Well, okay, two real quick things. <laughs> the, the, my most hated interview, and I've interviewed hundreds if not yes. thousands of artists yes. in my career, is someone that everyone universally praises as one of the greatest people they've ever met. I know who this is. Yeah, who is it? Elvis Costello. Fucking dick. <laughs> A fucking dick. <laughs> and now, again, it was only one day. And yeah. it was only for an hour and a half. Yeah. I've never been treated more shabbily by anyone in my professional life. But everyone else I've talked to is like, really? Because he's a great dude. <sighs> And so, whatever. So, but I want to share my John Doe story real quick, only because it's probably one of my favorite top five all-time rock star stories, and I'll try to keep it brief. Years ago, when I was working at The Current with my friend Jill Riley, we had to go down, and Garbage was doing a full-blown reunion at nice. uh, Mystic Lake Casino. And Shirley Manson is wondrous. Yes. She She's one of the kindest and most... She's actually a little bit of a gremlin. Like, she likes to stir the pot quite a bit. Yeah. And after we got done with the interview, which was wonderful, all four original members, I happened to mention to her that I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous that, like, it was John Doe and Exene. It wasn't the full-blown acts. They were right down the hall. And she's like, oh, you like them? I'm like, John Doe is one of the purest voices I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. I adore them. And she's like, and she got this little impish grin on her face because she's a six-foot-one white-skinned, redhead <laughs> Scottish woman, yes. and she like sort of pranced down the hall <laughs> like a weird female Rumpelstiltskin, and off she was. <laughs> and then I was back out there and getting ready to say my goodbyes and head on our way, and all of a sudden she came around the corner, and she's like, Brian, come here. Oh. And there was John Doe, and John Doe was about half-dressed, right? And he's like trying to get like suspenders on and a shirt and tie, yeah. and I'm like, I am super sorry to bug you, man. Can we do a super quick photo? Mm-hmm. And he's like... Yeah, and he was he was cool about it, but he was also a little irritated. Um, and I I looked out and I'm like, man, I'm just I'm a I'm a giant giant fan. He looked up at me because he's about I don't know a couple inches shorter than I am, and he looked up and he's like, I feel like Sinatra because he was trying to get all his clothes on, all yeah. his fancy clothes. And I looked at him like, yeah, except with a way better voice and way better songs. And then he looked up at me and he said, plus we locked eyes. One one thousand, two one thousand. He's like. I never killed a guy. And then we, wow. and then, and then we turned and looked That's at the camera so and great. the picture's taken. And I'm like, I love what that. What was already a top moment for me <laughs> just got elevated into one yeah. of the greatest stories Hell I've yeah. ever heard. It's perfect. We need to talk more Cindy Lawson and more of this gig that's coming up at Palmer's this weekend. But first, I would like to hear a little music. So not only is it you and your band, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, the Short Fuses, who, wow, a name I haven't heard in a minute. Their yes. only show of this year. Did you? The, well, they played one show earlier 
this year. All right, but this is the this last is show the of the year. the last show of the year. I mean, I haven't yes. heard that name pop up a lot. Yeah. And this is kind of a cool deal. And now, opening up, it says special guest, the unnamed. Correct. I do not know the unnamed. Oh. So if you would edify me, I would be deep. Oh. I'm a big fan of always learning. I never want to be that guy who's like, oh, yeah, I know every band that ever exists. I know all the things about. <laughs> Those people are fucking insufferable. I do not know the unnamed. Yes. Will you please tell me about them? The unnamed... Uh, consists of the fabulous drummer Nick Hook, uh, Good the name. saxophone player uh, Matt Paul. Uh, Not as strong as Nick Hook, but I li- I'm still with you. I, I like the, that they're both one syllables each. The amazing and gorgeous. I mean, sometimes she's known to wear an evening dress on stage. Carol Cunnington, who was in. Ear Candy, and um, she was in some other bands, and I think she even sang with the Short Fuses for a while. And then the lead singer-writer of this band is a gentleman by the name of Eric Levy, who, when I was growing up as a Catholic girl, you always had the pictures of Jesus in the house Jesus, oh, let me see. Oh, that's just his hands, though. Well, it's not even Jesus' hands, but I just wanted to make sure you understood that when you walk into the Smart Start MN studio, you're walking into an alcove of the Lord. I like to think of this as the ninth station of the cross. Yes. (laughs) I'm sorry, go ahead. um, uh, So, uh, the Jesus of the 1960s, 1970s, Catholic, growing up in Bayport, Minnesota, had um, lovely Caucasian skin, yeah. kind of rosy cheeks, maybe light brown hair, very kind identifiable, of curly, yeah. just so so beautiful. Well, and, and I assume that he was using some sort of like coconut moisturizer because yeah. his skin yes. was always oh, glowing. Yes. it's always. you know because yeah. it it was tough out there. You know, <laughs> in the desert in yes, the Middle East, in the, yeah, especially for a white person. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Eric. Levy is a gorgeous man of many talents. I mean, he's also like very 70s smart. Like 70s Jesus gorgeous? He is 70s Jesus gorgeous. And so... Wow. It's not... Uh, we have it recorded, but it's not released yet. I wrote a song about him called Screaming White Jesus. <laughs> because... <laughs> because he brings to mind that, that gorgeous... <laughs> You know, screaming white Jesus face. But anyway, he writes amazing songs, and he is also in the band Mad Mojo Jet. Um, and he's all he's also been in other bands called the Fuck Knights, and and he, oh, I know Fuck Knights. Yeah, and oh, he's just right. he's amazingly talented. Um, his he has a child named Lou who plays in Surly Girly. Who's incredibly talented? Wow! Um, his wife is amazing. I've met her on several occasions. It it's just it's like that. The band, the unnamed, they they just are they ramping up, or they've been around, or are they content to just do one two shows here there around the year? Yeah, they kind of do. They um they they've been playing a lot more shows mm-hmm. 
Um, I want them to record so badly. There's only about three songs on Bandcamp right now. And we couldn't find any to be able to play today, so we're going to play Mad Mojo Jet. But I like having homework. I like when someone as passionate and as enthusiastic as you talks about a new band that I've literally never heard of. Because... I have homework now, and that's fine. Because... So, Eric, the first time I saw them was at Mortimer's, hot, sweaty, small Mm -hmm. rock club. Eric's wearing a suit with a tie. Of course he is. Carol's wearing an evening gown, playing keyboards. Matt is wearing, I don't know, like whatever he does, a jogging suit, playing (laughs) Nothing wrong with a track suit, Cindy. Playing a saxophone. I mean, it's amazing. It's, it's, uh. It's just this hard-edged rock, you know, and like I said, Fear and Violence is one of my favorite songs, and the chorus is like, fuck the NRA, you know. I think we all stand by that. I think that we can right all now, stand right? by that. Yes. I got nothing against people owning a, a handgun, but if you're like a full-blown NRA person, then no, I think that we stand, oh, we're not going to lose a sponsor over this, are we? Nope. Oh. I'll just shut my mouth right there. Let's go okay. ahead and hear a song, all right? We're going to come back and talk more about the gig yes. where the members of this band yes. will be opening up for the Short Fuses and our guest today, Cindy Lawson, the unnamed, but this is another band, uh, Mad Mojo Jet. What's this one called? Chastised on the Spot. The Unnamed will kick off the show this yes. coming Saturday, August yes. 5th, followed immediately by The Short Fuses, and mm. then very shortly thereafter mm-hmm. by none other than Cindy Lawson, who is our guest right now. Cindy, 
what is your preferred method of musical attack? I mean, like, obviously you play guitar, obviously you sing, but if like, I mean, like, is there, is there, I mean, is there something that you're like, if I'm going to show these, here's how it's done. What is your, I mean, like, what do you think is your strongest offensive weapon when it comes to that? And offense, you know, I'm using the term sort of in a sports mm-hmm. analogy there, but mm-hmm. you also know what it's like to kill an audience and you know, when you've done it right, what do you like to kill them with? I, my favorite thing now, see the band and I this year have been doing a lot of out of town shows. We've been going out for weekends. What's the weirdest place you've gone to for and a weekend? Weird, weird. Unusual, unexpected, delightful. Uh, and most likely in Wisconsin. Yes, we have been playing Wisconsin. <laughs> Green Bay was a gas. Yeah. Um, Milwaukee was fun. Did you go to Appleton? We didn't go to Appleton. That can be very strange. Yeah. Yeah, very odd. Is that the place where they have the mile of music? I think so, but it's an odd town. Is it? Yeah, be careful. Uh oh. Sounds to me like Sean's got a story to tell. I know. I'm not going to tell it. I'm not going to tell it here. Next episode, we'll do our Appleton, Wisconsin episode, where we really get to the bottom of what kind of trauma Sean is still carrying around. Yes. Oh, a true crime. It wasn't Manitowoc. It was. That's where everything is. Do you know that there is a town in Wisconsin and you can Google it right now and you will, I will see I'm proven right. There is a small cabiny town in Wisconsin called Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. Uh, no way. Ouch. A hundred percent promise you. And the only reason I know it is because one of my all time favorite vocal artists, Ken Nordine, retired there. The guy who did the vocal jazz. Anyone remember? Anyway, you were telling yes, me. Yeah, okay, yeah, so, yeah. We totally got derailed so, it. I'm sorry. So here we go. Um... The thing I like, for example, we played in Dubuque on a Saturday night not too long ago, and we roll into town, and the gentlemen in my band are in their, you know, mid to late 50s. Welcome to the club. I, as I said, I'll be 62 um, in October, and we walk up, and there is the band who's opening for us, who have no idea who we are. And they're these 20-year-olds all hitting the same, you know, yeah, yeah. doobie. And, Man, I love a good doobie. And, <laughs> and, and they're kind of looking at me like, yeah, so, you know, what's the setup tonight? You know? And, um, You're just and, annoyed. And the, thing is, and, and the thing is, is that... They're totally unimpressed with grandma. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean. They're totally unimpressed with their, you know, the other guys. Yeah, yeah. And and then we go up. So then they play and they play all their uh, Dave Matthews inspired, you know. Ouch. The uh, bass player bounced around a lot. A lot of bouncing. Yeah, a lot of grooving. Probably also a pretty big fan of fish or 311 i yes, guess yeah could okay, be. okay okay like okay. feet close together bouncing around that yeah. type of yeah that's yeah. what i was oh. imagining yeah that's rough that's wow that transported anyway. you didn't it yeah. that was, that was, she's was, looking at me now I with this thing Sean was very convincing right <laughs> there that was good anyway so so then we go up we play our set and they're they're standing in front of the stage with their jaws on the floor because yeah. they're like wow Oh, these fuckers can rock. Look at grandma. Grandma yeah, just melted your fucking faces. What do you think of that? Grandma's, so that? grandma's least exciting song of the night was better than your best song of the night. <laughs> no, Bitch. so so that's the fun thing is 
to come in and people have low expectations and low, you know, and I think that's the funnest thing right now that I really enjoy. Um, And, and I enjoy that, but then I also enjoy people who come to me who have seen, who remember seeing the clams and they're like, they're, they're, they're having just as much fun as back. They're like, oh man, it's like back in the day. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know. Now I'm feeling bad that maybe those people in the band might, you know, the people in They'll the They'll get youngsters. over it because you know what? <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Just because you're young does not give you the right of way to not read the room, to not respect people, and to act like a piece of fucking shit. So you know what? Maybe this is part of the maturity process, Cindy. Yeah, could be. Give me, if you will, before we hit our final sponsor here, give me, if you wouldn't mind, in chronological order, every band you've ever been in. Well, you I mean, even the first one, the first one that's a bad cover band. I mean, all of it. Yes. I was in, I was in some bad cover bands. Go on. Uh, This is the only part I'm interested in, because I know the rest of the story. One was called... Shakespeare. Go on. That played very sophisticated. And nice. uh, played uh, the best uh, lounges in the Holiday Inns across the Midwest. Fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Did you ever play with Four Jackson and Jill? We did. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, because we played an entire night. We oh. had a dinner set. Wow. And the, I mean, it was like three or four sets a night. What's it like playing Definitely. to people who are eating food? Because like at the Dakota, <sighs> which is the high-end version of that, Correct. they're still serving food, yeah. and you might be looking at a world-class jazz musician yeah. or a legendary American singer-songwriter while you're clinking and clanking on the plate. What's it like playing to the dinner crowd? You know you know what, what occurs to me now with all this somehow people throwing shit at performers. Yes, that's such bullshit. I, I just worry about it because people actually have projectiles then on their plate. Sharpened weapons, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. But no, back then it was, a you know, you, you tone it down. You know, you do some satin doll. Okay. You know, you do some. So you intentionally some... go a little more background oh, because absolutely. they're eating dinner and talking, and maybe then... on a date. Oh, yeah, my. stuff like that. The last thing but... you need is you go. So, what was the name of that band? That was Shakespeare, and it was interesting because it was it was and it was a show band. Yeah. For those of you who may not know what a show band is, but you put on an actual show. You had medleys and everything. Oh, yeah. Outfits, and costume I mean, like, changes. Out, yes. Wow. Yes. That's what a show band. I, I know what a, a show, show band, band is because okay. I grew up watching that on television. I mean, you watch yeah. a variety show, yeah. even if they only play a song, you're watching a show yeah. band. It's They're a show usually band. out there five nights a week putting on a whole yeah. variety show. Yeah. And the instrumentation of this band was ridiculous because it was a keyboard player and a drummer and a keyboard player. <laughs> and then three singers. Wow. Two gals and a guy. We're still talking about Shakespeare here. We're still we're still talking about that band. Yeah. And you know, every That's a lot. you know but to have two keyboards, no bass, no guitar, <laughs> nothing. Everything because it was the modern, you know, yeah, it was I it was, you know, you had you could make those sounds on a keyboard. Oh yeah, you'd make so the bass sound on a keyboard. You could yeah. do the horns, you could do the strings, yep. you can oh. do whatever you want. But it does sound a little Lawrence Welky if yes. I'm not oh. if I'm to be honest. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. So apparently you're glad that's in the past, but yeah. you're still carrying that stone yeah. around with you and yeah. someday you're going to have to set it down. Then, what came next? 
Then I was in a jazz fusion band. Go on. Called Dreamscape. Whoa. You're sure there wasn't another played, Dreamscape out there? We played, like, we played, like, was it was it Felties downtown in Butler Square? I they don't had remember. A, they had a, a fern bar in Butler Square. Go I think on. it was called Felties. Fern May have bar. been called something else. Remember, remember yeah. fern bars? A little bit, a little bit of fern goes a long oh, way. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, fern bars. And <laughs> to name my new acoustic side project. And um, two of the gentlemen went on to form a very successful um, jingle company. Go on. Um, and the saxophone player Brian Gallagher. Was went on to oh. be quite was well greasy, known. And was pl- he the greasy yes, meal guy? Yeah, he was. In, but you know, in this band, this band was you know early eighties. Yeah, where, we were all pretty young. Where would I find the music of Dreamscape? Oh, you today? wouldn't, and you should nowhere. No. Maybe on YouTube. No. We're you going to do a little searching. My, you don't know about There's my passion no. for jazz rock fusion. <laughs> I found you don't or know. fern bars. <laughs> I did find. I did find. Um, maybe some. Pictures. I think we did play an oh. Uptown Art Fair Go on. one year, mm-hmm. and it was actually the same day as Live Aid. So it kind of pissed me off that I wasn't able to watch Live Aid. Yeah, you know, Bob Geldof got knighted for that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sir Bob. So what happened after Dreamscape? Because this um, is my favorite conversation I've had this week. Okay, uh, I like this very much. What was next? Then, um. I realized that that was all just such complete <laughs> crap, and I wanted to do. I, I, I did. But you were still getting to live as a musician, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's like people but who do a certain sad. thing for a living. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, but, but maybe you don't always work at the perfect company. Or like, yeah. I worked at Benetton. Did I love every sweater I had to sell in the store? <laughs> Absolutely not. Or fold. Oh, yeah. I oh, one yeah. day we're going to do a whole podcast about folding sweaters because I have secrets to tell that being said cindy um so you may not have loved it and it may yeah. not have been in deeply enriching your soul mm-hmm. so then what do you do about it so then i i here i am seeing uh so i i started dating this wonderful man nick santiago who was in like in deep with you know the whole punk thing that was happening minneapolis music the the hipsters and just all that stuff and friends with tet noir and i'm going oh my god these women are are doing their thing and they're writing what they want and they're and it was it was just a very inspiring thing what year what your what time period are we talking about now well 85 okay was when um, I mean, I had been thinking about it for a long time, but 85 was when I put the, the ad in the paper. And what did the for ad the bandmates? Say? The ad, it, I had to put several ads in. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the first ad right away, um, I uh, Karen Cusack, the drummer, reached out um, during the time when, you know, when we were looking for other musicians. um uh, Rachel Olson, who is Anna Voog, she reached out just to make a connection and say that I have an all-female band and we're playing at the Uptown and you should come see us and stuff like that. So, you know, 
once you, you get that step in the door and you started to meet all these people, then it just flows from that. And what was the first band that felt like you were part of that oh, scene? Oh, the Clams. I'm of course. sorry. Right, yeah. right. No, I just wanted I'm to make sorry. sure. I, again, <laughs> I, I want to make the final connection there. I just, I, you know, some people need to be walked all the way down the hall yeah, and help, help them the sit on the hand. potty and then yeah. shut the door and let them take care of their business. So the Clams, yeah. and, and give me in a nutshell, because we got to get to another song here pretty yeah. quick. In a nutshell, how do you feel about your time with the clams and doing the clams? Oh, um, it it was exciting. It, it they were my best friends in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Um, I look back now. I wish we would have recorded more. I wish we would have given each other more space. Um, and because we didn't, because we were in each other's pockets all the time. Right. And and that it gets to the point where you're like. Fuck you. No, fuck you. <laughs> and um, It sure does. And, you know, had we had the presence of mind to say, you know what? Let's take six months off. Let's go yeah. do whatever we want and then come back and play again. That I, would have been amazing. Well, I mean, the number of bands I've interviewed in my life is I, I don't I wouldn't know how to begin to calculate it. But almost all of them to a band talk about the fact that. Imagine maintaining a marriage between two people for mm-hmm. a long time. Almost impossible. Yeah. Now imagine a four-way marriage yeah. or a five-way or however many people yeah. are in the band, three-way, whatever, yeah. and trying to keep that all healthy and happy. And so I'm surprised as many bands have made it as long as they have. What happens post-clams? Um, I end up going out to New York. I work with some people who were the bold-faced over the, you know, what is it when you call it? bold-faced name people some really amazing and wonderful and some not so great okay and then i came back to minneapolis and started to play a little bit in the 90s like i said with my good friend jerry lefkowitz right and who, by the way is a champion human being i've only ever really hung out with him maybe four or five times oh. in my life uh but we know a ton of the same people and every yeah. single time i've been around him he's spectacularly he's, good he's a delight yeah he is agreed he is by far one of my favorite people in the world which is nice if you're going to be in a band with someone like that absolutely mm-hmm. he's so talented <clears throat> he's he's just a brilliant person inside and out you can see it in his eyes he's smart man yeah. I, so like when if i go to a party and there's a bunch of people i don't know that's what the first time i found jerry as i looked over i'm like that guy's got bright <laughs> eyes he's gonna be interesting to talk to and he was fantastic yes, i know so i'm a is. fan yeah yes no he's great um and then just kind of fell out of it you know um Ended up getting married. Um, Did you hear the way she said that? Ended up getting <laughs> married as well, one does. I mean, as yeah, as one does. <laughs> one, the, you know, it's kind of like I know. natural I progression. Know. No, I, yeah. was, I was messing. I. No. It's part of the. It's part of the process, right? Yes. No, it is. I. I. I have had an extraordinary life so far. Excellent. You know, I just I and and what I'm doing right now is so much fun, and I just I can't wait to see. What else I get to do? Because it's just all been fucking amazing. Fabulous. You know? We're going to talk about this weekend a little bit more coming okay. up. And we're going to talk more about what you do and why you still like to do it. But first, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't hear a little music from the Short Fuses. Tell Absolutely. me tell me about the Short Fuses Absolutely. as briefly well, as you can. Georgia Raman, who can do no wrong. She does everything. She's a musical, um, amazing person. 
Um, this is her heavy metal band with husband Travis Raman. They're amazing. Our guest today, Cindy Lawson, is no slouch. She's been around us a couple times. But good luck following the short fuses. I know. I know. This Saturday at Palmer's Bar. 15 bucks gets you in the door. Music starts at 6 p.m. on the West Bank right there at Palmer's. Actually, 7. Doors are at 6. The set times are 7, 8, 9. Well, I'm looking at your Facebook page right here, and it says Uh, music starts at 6 p.m. I have no! I have to fire the, the... the but first, guy give, who made give, the flyer. Give, give him a good firm dressing down, and then say, "Should I?" And call because him we can, we can't accept no. this level of <laughs> incompetence, <so>. yes. <laughs> you're fired. And then, and then just say, "You know what? I'm not mad. I'm just really disappointed." Uh. <laughs> uh. Cindy, before we continue, I yes. do need to thank one more sponsor, Moxie Wealth Management. 
Joe and his team at Moxie Wealth Management, they understand that you may not be like Scrooge McDuck, you know, swimming away the afternoon in a pile of gold coins and gems. Maybe you're not like Richie Rich. Speak for yourself. Well, lucky. Okay, then you should definitely talk to them. But, I mean, maybe you do, you're not like Richie Rich. You don't have a dog whose name is literally Dollars and has little dollar signs all over him instead of Dalmatian points. Maybe you've got a modest amount of holdings, right? And you've got some money here. You've got some property here. you got this, that, the other. It's worth checking out, and it's worth paying attention to now. As Cindy seems to keep reminding us of, we're all of a certain age, and it's time to start paying attention to what the future might look like from a financial perspective. And our friends at Moxie Wealth Management are a pretty good place to start. Yeah, Joe Burgess told me, he said, it's not too late to whip it. Whip it good. I don't think he said that. I th- oh. But what he, he meant was, if he did, what he meant was <laughs> to save some money so I that you smell can actually, so you can actually, yeah, exactly. Jesus Christ. So you can actually retire someday. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not saying tomorrow. Mm. I'm not even saying five years from now. But mm-hmm. so you can retire. I like to have put ambiguous. Yeah. <laughs> someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to moxiewealthmanagement.com. Set the appointment so you can at least see where you stand and see where you need to go. It doesn't they're, hurt they're to really consult. Good. It doesn't they're hurt really to good talk people. to someone. Yeah. And if they tell you, and if they look at you, they're like, there's not enough here that we can do anything with. This is like- There's a, no there there. This is this is four tea bags and a half empty <laughs> bottle of peanut butter. There's nothing we can do with this. But at least check it out because- the day is going to come. I just had a, I had a very illuminating conversation the other day where someone's like, well, what about you in your golden years? I'm like, oh, I'm fucked. I am fucked. Ouch. Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, anyway, <laughs> the unnamed Short Fuses and Cindy Lawson performing this weekend at Palmer's Bar. Doors are at six. Music starts at seven, from what I understand. Yes, and yes, I'm sorry for despite, the false information. The fake oh. news on oh. Cindy That's Lawson's false advertising. Oh. Well, it's fake news, is what it is. So true. In any event, it doesn't matter. People, you know what? Get down there a little early. Enjoy yourself. Have yes. fun at Palmer's. It's a lovely neck of the woods. What I like about the rejuvenation of Palmer's is that is my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even though I don't indulge as I once did, um, it's nice to. I don't want to have to drive 45 minutes, you know, to mm-hmm. go see a show and someplace where the music starts at 7. Well, Dreamscapes are on at 6. Oh! <laughs> just Dreamscape. I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's not, it's not she the looked at Dreamscape. me like, sweet lord, oh. no! I'm, 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 I'm going to be honest, Cindy, that the story of your two early cover bands yeah. has warmed... Yeah. My long dead heart in ways I can't describe (laughs) right now. I feel so much better than I felt when I first got here. Do you have any Dreamscape merch? Anything left over? No at Dreamscape all? merch. What about no a t-shirt? Nothing. But you know, <laughs> you know headband. what? Terry Cloth headband. Terry Cloth headband. Fuzzy dice. Or wristbands. <laughs> fine. That fine. Good. That's cool. I don't play a lot of tennis or racquetball oh, anymore, but uh, yeah, still a good look. Yeah. What were you going to say? No, I. You know, I'd like to see. There's a lot of tribute bands right now. Yeah. Playing yeah. in Minneapolis. I like to oh, say. Perhaps you've heard of Drink 182. Oh, no. Oh, wow. I, I wish that wasn't real, but it is. <laughs> but I like to say that that I'm my own tribute band, pretty much. What? You know? Yeah. I'm, I, I, it's a tribute to me, everything that I'm doing in my band. Right so, on. you know, Love I, I want to jump on that tribute band, you know, bandwagon. Okay. But, uh, but no, I was singing covers long before other people were, you know. Doing tribute bands. I just, it, it's hard for me to not paint a mental picture of you in a show band with matching outfits. 
Oh, Working at the Holiday Inn Suites. There was a Suites. lot of sequins. Oh, it's hard to not imagine. A lot imagine. of sequins involved. But again, a so, lot of sequins. I mean, tube tops, perhaps. Oh, oh tube oh. tops. Oh. Bring them back. So sad. Bring them home. The, the picture just got richer. <laughs> Thank you, Cindy. <laughs> Thursday's looking up. I'm Ouch. enjoying this a great deal. Other Ouch. than the show coming up this yeah. particular weekend yeah. at Palmer's, which is going to be a beauty. It sounds like there's going to be some face melting going on, which I'm very much looking forward oh. to. Is there anything else that you would like to draw anyone's attention to in the remainder of 2023? I mean, are you making music? Are you writing music? Mm -hmm. Do you ever do fun TikToks that people can find on social media? What should people be looking out for in the world of Cindy Lawson? We are actually recording next week. We did some recording early in the year. Go on. We are going to release an EP later this year um, with a... A fabulous record release show that is either going to be in October or November, depending on how fast our thing happens. Look, we, none of us know that we're going to be alive then, okay? Yes, so that's it's cool. True. We'll just that's wait true. till we get closer and we'll look for um, the date. Of course, my band, you know, we're, we're you know, Cindy Lawson. We're, we're playing again. You can follow me on Facebook or Instagram. Um, not on TikTok. Haven't quite gotten that yet. Threads. What? No. Okay. Or who are twi- the other band members? Can you remind us again? Oh, well, Jerry Lefkowitz, who yes. we talked about before. Yes. Mark Deverage Love is Mark. my drummer <gasps> from Whiskey Rock and Roll yep. Club. He's been on the show. The Heavy Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, Dresses like Herb Tarlick from WKRP in Cincinnati. He does, he does with the beige suits. But he, yes. but he, exactly, but he's oh. also one of the coolest, kindest people I've ever met. He sat in the seat he's... you're sitting in before. He's killer. I like oh. that dude. And he could walk here practically. He doesn't yeah. live that far. Right. Um, and then Dave Randall, who plays in several bands, Silent Treatment, Kind of Kinky, um, just, just an amazing... I just have an, an amazing, you know, an amazing band. These guys are great, and they're all taller than me, which I love. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, and then in September, actually, one right after the other, on September seventh, I'm going to be singing with uh, at the Parkway here with um, two it, doors north of yeah, where we are right now. It'll be another um, big star tribute. Oh, cool. Um, with a lot of the same people from last year. And um, we'll be doing, you know, all your favorite big star hits, although they didn't really get to be rock star, you know, huge rock stars like they should have been. There's, and if then, there's anybody right now listening to this podcast that has not heard the song, and it's not by, it's not everyone's favorite, but it's mm-hmm. my favorite. If you've never heard September Girls, with yeah. girls being spelled G-U-R-L-S, yeah. whoever's listening to this podcast... Pause right now, go listen to it, and then come back and listen to the rest of what Cindy has to say. Alex Chilton. Or wait four minutes. Wait four minutes, and then you can do it. Oh, yeah. Wait four minutes. And then on the 10th, I will be (laughs) singing uh, at the Parkway again for a Do-Re-Mi-2 event um, to raise money for uh, Abortion Access Fund. Uh, That This is an event that they've done for several years now with um, several performers coming up and singing songs that are maybe probably not considered 
uh, politically correct, you know. The point being, like, why would you play those songs? Yeah, well, because we kind of take the piss out of them. Okay. And, you know. Well, no, if you're just taking the power back, that makes sense. I just wondered yeah. if there was like a soap. There is a level of irony and there contrast and focus. Is. Okay, understood. Understood. Is. That makes a lot more sense. Um, and and uh, the band, the Man Eaters, who are playing, um, run by. Uh, headed up by Jenny Case, who, if you don't know her, you should have her on the show. She's the artistic director of She Rock, She Rock. Yeah. Um, and Barb Brinstead, who is mm-hmm. uh, an amazing yep. bass player, yep. who is like a hero of mine. Yeah. She's an amazing person. She, so, she yeah. has a way about her that almost, she's like one of the, and I want this to be taken the right way. Mm-hmm. She has this sort of almost effortless, confidence and nature about her she reminds me of mm-hmm. one of the elves from uh lord of the rings <laughs> I, i'm not joking she like is, she's just she's, yes she's cool and she's chill yeah. and she's present and she's intelligent and talented she's breathtaking I, I, to look at of course but i didn't want to go there talent, first talent up the wazoo no she's confident like an elf and i'm yeah. it makes me wonder I gotta, she's like on the elf. list it's yeah. the first time I've ever heard that statement, but yeah. you know what we love about you, Cindy Lawson, besides Uh-oh. the fact that you can rock? Oh, go on. You have the courage of your convictions. You stand uh, up for great you. things, not just your music, and you also have a phenomenal shirt that says protect trans kids. Absolutely. Yeah. So before you left today, I just wanted to say I love it that you stand up for what you believe in and your oh, awesome values. You. So thank you for that. Oh, thank you. It means you. a lot to awesome. everybody. Great. And doing work for it and putting your money literally yeah, exactly. where your mouth Not is. Not just talking, but doing. You yeah. know, I mean, it's one thing to spread the good word, but if you don't do the work, who's going to do the work, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. you're, you're going to be doing the work, the rock work, this coming Saturday <laughs> at Palmer's Bar on the West Bank. It It's a cool area, man. I love that area, and I've lived in southeast Minneapolis for the last 30-plus years. Cindy Lawson, who's our guest right now, short fuses before that, who we also have to talk about connecting because I would yeah, like to have short fuses on the Georgia podcast. Please. Travis, yeah. All right. Well, Georgia, I hope you're listening. Probably yeah. not. But if you are, by all means, get in touch. And the unnamed will kick things off. Um, is there ground zero for you? Is there a website? Cindy Lawson.com. Cindy Songs. Cindy Songs.com. All right. Is my is my website and if people uh, go yeah. to Bandcamp, can they find you under Cindy Lawson? Under Cindy Lawson, right. imagine that! Wait. I am like the only Cindy Lawson. That's weird. crazy. I I Google myself. Well, there's like some lawyers and yeah, stuff called well. Cindy Lawson, and maybe there's some. You know, really, it's hard to believe there's <laughs> lawyers out there. The only other Brian Oak I've ever found on the internet when you Google your own name uh-huh. is a Canadian police officer. Ah, ooh, a Mountie. <laughs> Didn't say he was a Mountie. I did. That would be cool if I he would. was. What? I- Oh, so suddenly I'm the second coolest oh, no. Brian O'Hara <laughs> yeah, exactly. on the North American continent, right behind the Mountie, uh, who yes. lives in Alberta. <laughs> All right. It's time to wrap this garbage up. Anyway, Cindy, thank you very much. Thank it's you It's lovely so much. to see you again. Yes, Enjoy this, and I look forward to hearing the fruits of your recording efforts that are currently, I don't know, hot on the cauldron. Yet? Wonderful. Yeah, they, this next song will be in the on the EP. Whoa, 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 whoa. So when, we, when we, we released this, we released this in uh, in April of this year okay. as kind of a teaser. Yeah, yeah. 
And then there'll be more songs that come out on the EP later this year. And, oh, and that's the one that's either October or November. Yeah. TBD. To be TBD. Deter- Look, man, it's rock and roll. It you don't, is. You don't tell Cindy don't, Lawson yeah, when to put her deal EP with it, out. man. Yeah. She tells you when the EP's coming out. <laughs> you want to tell me anything about this song before we say goodbye? Um, yeah, I just, I, I hope y'all like it. I think it's pretty badass. Uh, Chelsea Oxenborough. From um, the Von Tramps, who are amazing. Has also sat in this room before. And we're playing with them in October at the Green Room. Um, Which I hear great things about, by the way. I've not been to the Green Room, but I hear it's great anyway, Chelsea. Uh, She did the video for this song. So if you go to YouTube and put in Don't Come Crying to Me, you'll see a fabulous video by Chelsea. Burgess is a registered representative and investment advisor representative of Securian Financial Services Incorporated. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Securian Financial Services uh, Incorporated. Member FINRA SIPC. North Star Resource Group is an independently owned and operated. Moxie is affiliated with North Star Resource Group and is independently owned and operated. 2701 University Avenue Southeast, Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55414.